Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Cubs on Tap. I'm your host, Cody. Follow me on Twitter at Cody on Tap. Join with my good friend, longtime friend, uh, Juice. You can follow him on Twitter at Juice on Tap. Juice, the Cubs lost eight to nothing tonight, and this is probably the most excited sound I could have for an eight to nothing loss when we're about to sell everyone off. And I'm just like the last time we talked, I, you know, it was it was just dead, I'm just dead inside. Um, still am, but like this is probably the most chipper I could be about an eight to nothing loss. Yeah, uh, nothing good right now. It's uh, you know we used to get on these and talk for like five ten minutes before we do one about how happy we were and how yeah. fun this was getting, and now it's like we get on these calls now and we're like, I right, just hit play and. <laughs> be sad for the next you know half hour um no yeah it's it's uh not a lot of good to pull out of the way they've played lately but um with that said you know it's uh it's i mean they're trying you know when you run out when you run out in a lineup like that right i mean you saw what it was oh tonight God. you just yeah. kind of go yeah you really just don't have a fighter's chance you know what's stupid is uh on a sports book today in, in Illinois that had a, a plus 250 boost for the Cubs money line. And I was like, well, we're coming off a nice win. The offense has been good the last couple of days. Aberdazale on the mound. So I was, they said max bet $25. I was like, fuck it. Put all $25 on it. <laughs> that shit was never a chance, brother. No. Never a chance. No. It was like they, they always say it. Vegas knows something. I mean, and the thing is, is they had to have known the lineup because when I placed that bet, yeah. the lineup hadn't came out. They had to have known that lineup was coming out or something, man. Because or they just knew that yikes. Brad Miller was in the lineup because realistically, Brad Miller beat them by himself today. I mean, yeah. you could have had the pitcher and Brad Miller, and that mm-hmm. would have been it. Yeah, dope Redbeard comes in. He's saying Brad Miller, Travis Jankowski, Orlando Arcia, all Hall of Famers against the Cubs. Yep. Yeah, if they could yep. play their full career against, uh, they'd be Babe Ruth. But yep. I mean, Cubs or, killers. Yeah, yeah it's it's Brad starts to get did it against the Cubs with the Cardinals last year. I'm pretty sure. So he Cardinals did. legend. Yeah, and he kicked the shit out of the Cubs then too. So, yeah. yep. uh, speaking of which, they're coming into town, so we'll have previews for that later a little teaser but yeah man you see uh, uh did you see uh, the caption i made on the last tweet from uh the cubs on tap account i have not uh cubs are five and 18 since they swept the cardinals in june yeah yeah not good not great bob <laughs> not no. great i'm <laughs> if, if you said five i'm surprised they won five it feels like they've won like they're, they've lost like 30 in a row right yeah. Even the wins feel like losses because it's like, are you just delaying the inevitable of like the fact that it's over, man? This whole thing's over, and that's yeah. I think that's the sad part. Is like, I don't know if you watched the broadcast. Yeah, I obviously watched the broadcast today, but they panned to the dugout. I don't know if you noticed this, but you're like they're going through the dugout, and the guys who are like obviously playing for a contract are still smiling, but guys like Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez and like Chris Bryant, I saw in there too, like. Their faces are just – they're checked out. I'd be surprised. I'd be super surprised if this thing doesn't get worse. You know, this is – you know, and that's that's the sad point because I think me and you in general already kind of hit rock bottom. Mm. To, to the fact that they could trade all of this and then it could be worse, 
you know, what do you start to get excited for to watch? Because me and you, we fill our time with this, yeah. you know, so what, what's going to bring you to the broadcast or to the park to be like, Hey, I mean, Justin Steele getting stretched out. Yeah. Cool. You know, Edward Elzele every fifth day. Yeah. Cool. But other than that, I mean, Keegan Thompson, maybe getting the start. Yeah. But even that it's like, do we really expect all three of those to be in the rotation in the future? No, the, the, you know, the rebuttal to what you just said is just like the marquee network and, you know, and, you know, if the Rickets are going to continue to make the Cubs have the highest ticket prices in, in baseball, they can't they can't just sell the entire team and roll out fucking 2012 version of the Cubs the rest of the year. I don't think like they're, they're going to they're already public enemy number one in Chicago. They'll be even worse if they do something like that, man. And is and, you know, tonight sucked and I, I was already rock bottom. Even I mean, I was at the game last night. Uh, where they yeah, finally they won, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I saw them snap the losing streak. That was cool. And, and that's why I kind of felt good going in today. I was like, all right, we finally got the monkey off our back. And I don't know, the Brewers lost. They, they lost their – or they split their doubleheader yesterday. So I'm like, all right, eight and a half. You know, last I checked, they're like tied in the game they're in. They, they could still lose tonight and we'll still be eight and a half back tomorrow. Or if we would have won, you know – seven and a half you know i was putting in all those scenarios and like a lot of it is just like i've just been doing that the last six seven years where it's like it's just like i'm used yeah. to it like i can't yeah. not do it yeah but like i i i understand that we're probably going to sell some pieces but i just don't understand selling those three guys all, like at the deadline i don't i don't think it benefits the team i don't benefit i don't think it benefits the organization long term i genuinely don't think that and and it, it's okay if we both disagree on that. I just think if if you think that they should do that, I hope you're thinking if they do that, they're getting the right pieces. And I just don't think they're gonna get the piece. They're gonna they're not gonna get the pieces that they want at when those three guys are in walk years. And I, honestly, I'd rather get comp picks for them because at least whoever signs me, you're gonna get their comp pick. It's probably gonna be a first or second round pick, something like that. Uh, that sounds better to me than you know. I don't think I, you're going to get a top prospect for any of them, even Chris I, Bryant. I guess it's, I guess if I were more in the in the room, knowing what you know these guys are are demanding on the trade market right now. Obviously, Judd, you know, alluded at today that he's getting calls on who's available and who's not, and that's the the that the double edged sword is you let you get that comp pick, and obviously you trust your your scouting department to you know, come through on that, but mm-hmm. would you rather, you know, I, I was listening to 670 the score today and Matt Spiegel brought up a good point that the A's are in need of somebody to play the outfield. And Dan Kantrovitz was with the A's recently. Mm-hmm. So maybe Chris Bryant goes that way and you just have the, the knowingness of Dan Kantrovitz and that system. And that's just a potential trade fit there. Yeah. I do think that, like, if there were a guy that was going to get traded and then extended by the team, it would be Javi, just strictly because of his defense and all the other things he does on the base path. And he does – he is – if you look at his his, uh, his war, I mean, he does – he is a, a good player in terms of wins above replacement. Mm. So, I mean, now you're already talking about two. I, I – 
if I were to bet, I would bet that Anthony stays. That's the one who's who probably gets the contract because then, like you said, you're going to need a guy who's going to sell tickets. At least Rizzo's that guy who's the captain and mm-hmm. gets people here. It's it's just a matter of it's. I I get the comp pick idea, but if the trade pieces fit for the team and the front office has evaluated which guys that they want in return and are next to a sure thing that you're getting back for those guys, then I think they do it. If not, and they don't get the value that they want, they're kind of sitting pretty. Cause like you said, you could take the comp picks. Absolutely. But I just, I'd rather, I'd rather have the players in my system now opposed to, then you're looking even further down the line because I don't think this is going to be a long rebuild. I think that you're looking at maybe a year, year and a half until you're talking about contending for the division again. If that's the case, then maybe they just get like a middling guy back for, or maybe you package guys together. You know, maybe Kimbrell and Bryant are in the same trade and that warrants you somebody bigger that comes back in that deal. Somebody better be somebody's if you're saying. Yeah, well, well I'm just saying, team. like, if that's the right, but that's but that's the point. You, they have yeah. a lot of pieces that are needed, and that's just I, I think that that's more of a possibility than not that a team right. that wants Chris Bryant is also going to need a right-handed reliever at mm-hmm. the end of their, you know. Well, this is. I don't know if I said this on the last show with Ron that I did. And if I did, I apologize to the listeners. But this is how I view Chris Bryant. And I don't think that the market is going to play for him for the way that I think or that I wish. And, you know, we have a lot of White Sox friends, right? They need they need an outfielder. They need a guy who can play multiple positions right now. If the White Sox, in my opinion, if the White Sox want Chris Bryant bad enough, I want Andrew Vaughn in return. I don't think Rick Hong's gonna give Rick or give Andrew Vaughn for no, a rental. No chance. No chance. I don't see it. But that's that's what I see the value of Chris Bryan is, and it's just not what the market value for position players are anymore. That's what that like that's what sucks the most. Like if this was three four years ago, probably a little bit different. But I, this just kind of goes back to just like not staying these guys earlier. You know, not you know get like just just the, that entire situation this entire situation of whether you're going to trade them or extend them like because you can we've seen enough where chris bryant when he's healthy he can be one of the best players in the league anthony rizzo model of consistency outside of last year and most of this year but it's hard to even like take his numbers into account this year considering all the outside noise javi baez he has a career high in strikeout rate. I don't know. He's hot right now. He hasn't didn't play the last two nights because of injury, but he's hot right now, and he his approach has somehow changed over the last week. Will could he do that the rest of the season? I don't know. Like, but at the in the grand scheme of it is, like they've all shown that they can carry a team. They can be a pillar in your organization, and to me, at the end of the day, that's what really matters the most. You just got. I I just don't think the three of them together are just going to make or going to keep this team going or get this team going back in the right direction again. Unfortunately, and you, I'm saying that, but you could also throw back that. Well, front office ownership hasn't allowed front office to actually go and get help for these guys to put a winning product on the field. 
quite literally just they've just been grinding out wins for the last three years, essentially. So we're just like as fans, we're just in a position where we genuinely don't really know what to do, honestly. I sit here all day and argue why we should just extend Chris Bryant or and then I could also talk tell you why we should trade him. You make a good point. Yeah, trade him to the A's or something like that. Then potentially extend him in the offseason, kind of how the Red Sox tried to do with John Lester but failed to do. Or I guess how it did work with Aroldis Chapman and the Yankees. I I mean, I'd love to do that. It's just, will Chris Bryant resign with the Cubs? I, I don't know. <laughs> well, also, too, the flip of it is, I mean, there's been reports out there that Chris Bryant hasn't even received an offer. Yeah. So do the Cubs want Chris Bryant back? You know, that's, I just that's, don't understand that. Why Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they, man? I, I don't get it. I don't get it either. But with that said, this is this is not my baseball team. You know, that's yeah. which sucks as, as a fan. You know, you're along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I hate is, is I and, and I don't mean to pick pick on you here, but like the whole extension thing. Yeah. Everybody would have loved to sign Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo and Javi Baez in 20 whatever, 2017. But they had just won a World Series, and they had all this value, and they all have agents, and every single agent was probably telling them, no, you don't sign anything under X amount of dollars. And the Cubs were trying to get a deal then, but they had so much success so early that it probably made a lot of these guys to resign so quickly just unattainable. It just it was an impossible task for the front office because I'm sure – I know for a fact that there ain't no way. I don't believe the reports that Chris Bryant didn't get a contract offer. They'd be stupid if they if they didn't think that they were actually gonna you know go out and not give an MVP rookie of the year guy you know a contract extension. Or at least show them, hey, what do you think about this? Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm real interested to see like the fallout of all this five six years down the line to hear you know, hey, Chris, did you ever get offered a contract? When did you, you know, cause they'll talk about that eventually. Right. But with that said, you know, you, you look at where they were at in their careers when they had early success and it's so damn hard to sign on the line when you're successful, because you thought at that point you thought, man, Chris Bryant's only going to get better. Javi Baez is only going to get better, which in, in terms of being a baseball fan and being a front office, you were happy about, but it was also the flip side of it was, that's also more money you have to pay these guys. So I don't know. It's hard to compare. You know, I, I see it all the time on the South side. Like, oh, well, they signed them early. Well, they've, they haven't had any huge success yet. And it's a different market. So I don't know, man. It's, it's tough because I think that playing Monday morning quarterback on some of this just kind of isn't fair. Hey, I I'm I'm back. I don't know what happened. My internet was uh <laughs> it went out. Um you, you can hear me though, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, well, all these comments disappeared from our the stream that I could see. That's unfortunate. Um so I don't exactly know what you just said since I my internet just went out, but uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I understand ex- I, I I think I understand the gist of it. Um but yeah, man, no, I, I, I feel what you're saying. You know, it, it's, it, 
there I think there's faults on both sides, no doubt. There's faults on both sides on the front office, you know, players, agents, whatever. Um, I don't know. We've been talking about this shit for fucking years, literal years, man. And it's just all I know is that it's going to suck here. And whether it's tomorrow, whether it's Saturday, Sunday, whatever, after the all-star break, whatever happens, like it's just going to suck. It's going to suck. I am not going to, there's not going to be any like silver lining but is there any return that you get for these guys that makes you intrigued for the future? For sure. I mean, I you know if they can get some prospects that are said that the scouts are saying that they could be ready in 2022, then yeah, I mean, I'll have some hope. I'll have some you know optimism. I'll feel better. I'm just I'm also afraid that they're just gonna you know. Take guys that like they did in the U Darvish trade, you know, and which we'll have to wait three, four years. That's I mean, and and they yeah. would go that route because they want quantity over quality, and then they just hope that they all kind of pan out. And I just don't know. I I I don't know. I it's uh it's just a tough spot to be in as a Cubs fan right now, because we're just so used to, you know, always being competitive. And, you know, I've been holding out hope of like the last week, you know, that maybe we could turn this ship around and just kind of avoid the outside noise. And just like tonight's game was just like the writing, like it was officially official, the writing <laughs> on the wall, like, like everyone already took you that long. <laughs> well, and again, this is just how I'm wired. Like, you know, if this was like late August or something in this happened and we already passed the deadline, then yeah, I'd be pissed off and just like probably even worse than I am right now, honestly, just because then you miss the deadline. So spin zone for an 11 game when it, losing streak to happen, it happened at the best time because now, like Jed literally said it today, you know, life comes at you fast. Like literally 12 days ago, you know, they were getting calls about, you know, for being buyers, you know, and now they're right. like, he was just being very transparent, which is, it was actually kind of refreshing because it, it's not that, it's not that he's never been transparent, but he's never been as transparent as Theo. And so it, it was just, it was nice, but yeah, I, you know, I think it's, un, I think it's a little unfair. It's been a short term for him as GM, mm-hmm. you know, for right now in terms of, you know, letting the, the leash off of Theo. And I think too, like, I don't know. I always go back to like after the Udarvis trade, when they talked about the fact that they wanted to be quick rebuilds, you know, I don't mm-hmm. think that we're getting a long rebuild. I don't, I'll be, super surprised if they don't retool on the run and that's why i think that they do trade more than we think that they do because maybe instead of trading for prospects down the road young they're trading for guys who you know are maybe top 10 in the system but close to the mlb level which then allows you to go out and spend tons of money on guys maybe that you think fit better for the future you know we've talked about you know Corey seager on this podcast plenty you know if you let mm-hmm. javi go and you get a Corey seager like, how awesome would that be you know that you don't yeah. you don't lose anything there if not you gain you know mm-hmm. so i don't know it's it'll be interesting to see what, what happens like you said over the past year you know the next couple weeks but yeah i'm it sucks because you have so much love for this core but it's also like i think the business part of me just kind of i'm numb to that you 
it's clear it hasn't worked for the last yeah. couple of years. Even when they've made it to the playoffs, they've sputtered out at the end. And it's yeah. almost like I'm ready for change. I right. think even going into this year, a lot of where my head was was with that. Sure, it'd be you know bonus. It'd be bonus time if they made a run this year, and that was really fun in May. But mm-hmm. now it's like it, it's the girlfriend that's cheated on you too many times, where it's like, all right, let's just cut the cord. You know, yeah. it's, and I I thank them for the World Series, but with that said, man, it's. It's yeah. uh I think it's time to to throw another core at this and and figure something out. And if the core is from outside and they sign them, you know, to be in with maybe a Rizzo or or uh even maybe even end up bringing a Bryant back like you said after a trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. But you you're right. This these pieces don't work together anymore. They just don't. Yeah. And you know, I I was kind of like I was kind of saying, you know, like <sighs> You, you you come off last night's win, you get the lineup that they put out today that was almost like with you mix in Jed Hoyer's comments, and then you look at the lineup and you, it's like they purposely put the lineup out there to just to tank. Yeah. Like that's 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 literally what it felt like. And I'm just like, I'm just not I don't want to say that I'm not ready. I'm just not used to it. Like I don't like this. This mm-hmm. isn't fun. Oh, neither do I. Trust me. I'd rather. This is, this is fucking terrible. I'm just... especially when you're in a division that doesn't spend like you spend, right? Right. I mean, you look or you look it's... up and down that division. It's it, they don't have that, the resources that you have. That yeah, that and then the fact that I mean, I know Milwaukee, you know, is way ahead right now, but you got to believe they're going to come back to earth. They and don't that. Hit. And like, and that's what's killing me is like, like, and this is kind of like what I was saying. You know, they could still, you know, a lot of different things could happen in the second half. Even if they did sell, they could still be like competitive and sell. But the, with the lineup they put out today, it's just like, what's the fucking point? Let's just fucking forfeit every game the rest of the year and say fuck it. Like that's how it felt. So it felt like I honestly, I felt I feel bad for every fan that went to that game. Yeah. Just because of the lineup they put out there, and I'm not even going to blame David Ross on that. That 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 is the front office telling David Ross to put that lineup out there tonight. I don't like. I don't know what's wrong with Javi Baez's thumb and Chris Bryant's quote unquote hamstring tightness, but uh, it is what it is, man. It, I'm just like I said. I'm just not ready, and when it, you know, I I'll get there. And, well, and, and, the only, and the only reason that I'm even like this is because of it's it, because it's this team and it's these guys. Like if this this was the Bears or or you know the the Bulls or the Blackhawks or whatever who've already won championships in my lifetime and and not the last great American like sports story, not part of the last great American sports story, it would I would be so different. I'd be like the most pessimistic fan on Cubs Twitter, fucking just bitching and moaning, slandering every single player all the time, probably. Cause that's, um, I, I say that because I'm very pessimistic bears fan, but this Cubs, like these Cubs core players, like they just, it, it's hard for me to just not want to believe because of what they gave me, what I call like arguably one of the greatest moments of my life. And for for the front office to just purposely do what they did today is just—it's so infuriating as a fan. It—it it, it really is, man. 
I think it's hard because it's uncharted waters too for us, right? I mean, yeah. you've you've gone through the best Cubs, you know, winning era in our lifetime, and probably I I hope that like we look back at it as like the beginning of you know the the built up of the Cubs kind of crown of being you know this this put together baseball franchise that just mm. is able to do things like like Boston did or. You know, like like the Yankees did, where they retool behind you know a couple guys. But I think it's just hard because it's tough for us to bite that bullet, like you said, on a team that you know was the last great American sports story. But also the flip side of it is, is like you know everything does come to an end, and if it's got to be this way, where maybe that those same guys who were part of the, the greatest American sports story kind of put this team back in a position to contend in the future by, you know, going to different teams, then, Hey man, us as Cubs fans, we just got to tip our hat. And, and that's the other thing too. I think when these guys do leave, they'll be successful other places. I just think that these pieces don't fit together. Well, you know, it's a lot of guys who do the same thing. You know, they, they, they hit the same way, and that's always been the problem, man. It's never mm-hmm. been – they've pitched more seasons than not. Obviously, this season is <laughs> – that's a not. But the problem with that team has always been that that core doesn't seem to hit together. You know, you always yeah. get like Bryant who's on a run, and the other three are like uh, somebody – You know, it's <laughs> – but I think that that's, you know – that's baseball, right? It's some pieces yeah. fit, some pe- pieces don't. And once they figure you out, it's it's easy to game plan. I think a lot of the, you know, the the fifteen when they beat the when the Mets beat them, I think that was like the first red flag for a lot of people. I mean, I know they mm-hmm. won the World Series after, but that reverse pitching, where you started them with curveballs and buried them with curveballs and showed them fastballs high, that was that has just been what seems like the six year, you know, run at, at how to pitch to this team. And they won a world series despite it because they were able to, you know, hit high fastballs or, or sit on breaks and stuff, whatever, whatever they did to win in 16, you know, they pitched really well too. So that's, that's another thing, but it's, it, their scouting reports out there, you know, and I think that it's hard because, they haven't changed with the time either. So yeah. yeah, man, it's, it's sad stuff, but I'll, we'll still be here. Right. I mean, right. Yeah. No, I mean, baseball every day. Right. Here, here's a question for you. That's different. I'll, I was listening to a Cubs podcast today. One of our competitors, I, I like to just, you know, check in on people who we're trying to beat and see how they're doing. And this person was saying, you know, they, the last couple of shows that they've done, they, they keep naming or, or listing like the attendance. Um, sure. And uh, I guess the Cubs attendance since the homestand started has been down. And I think a lot of that has to do with the losing streak and, you know, everything that's going on in the media and everything, I guess. Um, how do you feel about that? Cause like his point is, is he's using it to show like, to like hopefully show ownership that, Hey, you're losing money if you sell or not necessarily sell, but like, you know, don't want to spend on players 
like they have in, in the last couple of years. But then also it's like what kicks into me is like, man, like I grew up die hard. Doesn't matter. Like we, like me and you, we grew up and like, we knew by June, the team was going to suck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, but you still went, you still support it. And like, that's why, like that, that's genuinely what makes Cubs fans different from everyone else. I know there's a ton of us that are a bunch of idiots and a bunch of fucking, you know, people that I really don't want to be associated with. But at the same time, the core of us, the core of Cubs fandom is just always believing no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it's literally something that we get trolled for all the time. But I, I literally don't even care. Though. Like that's like, that's why I became a Cubs fan because you just, you know, you just always had that mentality of just like you, 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 woke up every day and you you would watch the team and no matter what it it was what it was you could be mad you could be happy whatever it was you still were you know you still support your team and i feel like you don't get that with a lot of fan bases at all no so i guess like again back to what they were talking about on the show on the show i was talking about like how do you feel about that like like which way like do you think that that I, what he's saying is is making sense I wish I knew which show you're referring to and like what stats they were showing for which homestand. Cause if it's this one, I mean, if you want to just talk about this series, talk about weekday night games, you know what I mean? Like, sure. Like <laughs> the day the team's playing bad, but also like get to Wrigley at seven o'clock on a Tuesday, like please. And, and tell yeah. me it's not difficult. And the other flip side of it is, is like, if you wanted to show ownership that I think a lot of them would laugh at you considering mm-hmm. that they own so much around the ballpark that if there are a few empty seats, sure you're missing out on some revenue, but you're stopping into a Ricketts run establishment before you go in, dude, they're making money. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's not. And I think that's, what's so frustrating for us as Cub fans too, when they didn't spend, you know, mm-hmm. cause you knew that on the back end of the pandemic, that money was going to be made. So you you wanted the Ricketts family to almost kind of, you know, be the be the dad and mom who gave the allowance prior to it for us to pay back, you know, by coming to games. I don't ever work. They're not like they're not a pandemic. Like proof team or like a a losing proof team Mm -hmm. per se, but they're they're still I mean, the ballpark's a landmark people from out of town are going to come in to watch the Cubs ticket prices may on the secondary market, maybe lower. So the season ticket holders may, you know, see a loss, but at the end of the day, the Cubs have already gotten their money from them. Right. So the only ones who are really the losers here are the fans that buy each year. And if they truly want to leave, there's a hundred thousand more names on the season ticket list. And the Cubs could care about it's much like the Bears. I'm a Bears season ticket holder. I don't even think that the Bears have a an actual retention rep for season tickets. Mm-hmm. I've never met one. I've never even been reached out to. Pretty much they just send me a bill every year and say pay it. So yeah, that's <laughs> but the Cubs have to offer or, or they probably, you know, work the same way. Because at yeah. the end of the end of the day, they're a commodity that is one of two in baseball in terms of watching games in a historical park, you know, such as like a Fenway or a Wrigley. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that there'll obviously be losses opposed to like, if they were contending and in the middle of a playoff race, 
that's sure, but there won't be astronomical losses that everyone's predicting because like you said, Cub fans go and people are still going to travel in from out of town to see the park. I mean, how many times do you go? I always think like a couple years ago, I think it was 2017, the Toronto Blue Jays came in to town for a three or four game set. And there were so many Blue Jays fans. I went to the game, so many. Like there were busfuls. And they sold packages to take the bus down from Toronto to Wrigley. They put them up in a hotel that was around the park. And each game they had tickets for for that day, for the whole series. Like there are people who are going to do that. You know, even if you're not, the Cubs will get their money from the opposing team. If that means the, just -hmm. because they sit at Wrigley field, you know, that's, and it's a fun time. And before you walk in, there's five or six different places you're walking in that Ricketts owns anyway. So it's not like the money won't be compensated somewhere else. So, Yeah. yeah, I, I do think that like, it's a little alarming when you don't sell out, Mm-hmm. But also, you're still within the pandemic where people are still, some are still afraid to go to large events. And I think come next year, there'll be excitement about the team again because you know the Cubs are going to go out and get somebody, you know, mm-hmm. or they're going to re sign one of these guys back just strictly because, like you said, they have the marquee network and you can't. You can't just roll in with David Bodie being like the face of like the team for next year. You just can't do that. You know, yeah. or so with that said, I, I just think that it's uh they're not they're not market proof, but they're yeah. way better off than like you know, on the other side of town, as we've seen, like, you know, when when they're not good, nobody goes. You know, it's mm-hmm. but I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Do you think that they're? I, uh, I think. I mean, I went to a handful of games whenever they were tanking between 2012 and 2014. You know, and I remember sitting in like the low 200 section, sitting like paying like 50 bucks a ticket, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. so insane to me, and in these days, and you know the full pack crowd, but also you, there was also hope because they were calling prospects up and stuff like that. So like people were, were coming because there was something to watch. But, and at the time, you know, you still just had like the whole, like the whole, like I don't hate to call it, but like the lovable loser mentality of just like, you know, always believing, always, you know, it's the, the one thing that Cubs fans don't have anymore because they did win, which I'm not going to trade for it back. But like, you know what I mean? Like it was a lot different before, you know, 2016, when it come when it came to be a cuff in. and now like expectations are so much higher, which adds to another fact of for the Ricketts to actually put a winning product on the field, especially with their freaking TV network. Um, but you know, I I don't really think that attendance really matters. I think people will still come, like you said. I just found it interesting on the on the show I was listening to, just because I I I'm just curious on what really anyone really thinks about that because I I don't think that matters. I really don't because you're. I mean, fuck, I walk around Lakeview and I see people who aren't even Cubs fans, but they go to Wrigley Field because they live in fucking Lakeview. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It's a beautiful neighborhood to live in. It is. <laughs> I'm going to be I, living I in fucking, I'm going to be living in Andersonville in like two weeks, nice. man. Like I'm going to be dry. I'd be 15 minutes away from it. 
You know what I mean? Like I am, I don't know. It's just, it's just an interesting topic because. Do you think that because of the state of the pandemic and there is a lot of pent up demand to go to live sporting events, do you think that this is the right time for them to sell because strictly fans will just want to get out to the ballpark to do something? You know, like that's, I mean, that's a good point and that's too. the other thing too. You know, you, yeah. you may have JD kind of JD kind of mentioned that on the broadcast tonight because he they were talking about the score of the game was like eight to nothing at that point, and you know JD said something on the broadcast related, basically basically saying what you just said. You know, it's like you know, I was stuck inside all last year. I'm just happy to be at the ballpark, something yep. like that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and he has a point there. I mean, that's true. I remember going in April. I did, I knew. What pisses me off the most about the Cubs this year is just that I went into the year with pessimism and just like having absolutely no expectations. And then they reeled me so far in mm-hmm. in May and beginning part of June and then just really threw me off a bridge. That, that's it's, what they did. It's almost like old time Cubdom, right? Like, yeah, like look at you got so excited for like, oh, three mm-hmm. and you know, yeah. the 84 team because you're like, ah, oh, 60 was 69. You know, mm-hmm. like you look at <laughs> like, man. Look at how good this team is, and then they just rip the chair underneath from you. Yeah, yeah. Which it's it's all time covenant for you. Right. So, you know, going into the year, I was just like, man, I'm just, I'm excited just to go to the ballpark, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where it's like, fuck, I want to go to games because they're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then, you know, then this and then, then this whole thing happens. And then ironically, I go to the game last night that they happen to win. You know, it's just uh, I don't know. There's there's nothing ever going to be like going to Wrigley, and I think that stands packed with every Cubs fan. Um, but at the same time, I I still do think the Ricketts they they have to put a winning product on the field to make money, man. Like if they really want to make money back from the losses from the pandemic, they really do need to put a winning product on the field. And if that means they got to trade one of the three or two of the three at the deadline, and you know potentially re-sign one in the offseason or, you know, re-sign or not re-sign, but just sign other guys, then fine, I guess. I, I'm i just – I just don't know the direction, and this goes back to what we keep saying, you know, I just wish we were a fly on the wall. Like, I just mm-hmm. – you know, I don't – I just don't know. Um, Me too, man. I want to know what Chris Bryant's worth on the trade market. I want to know what Javi yeah. Baez is worth. And I know that we'll probably get those answers soon enough. You know, if we mm-hmm. – I truly think that if they don't get back what they want in return, they'll they'll take the comp picks for a lot of those guys. I, I do. I, I think that, and they'll they'll do what they they can to sign them to team friendly deals mm-hmm. on the in the back end of the year. I think that'll probably be the game plan. But they're gonna dangle them out there, and then they 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 have no reason not to now. Right. You know, just well, they definitely they definitely have to trade Kimbrel. Yeah, and that, and, you know, Chafin has to be a guy too that they at least throw out there and see what they can get um, to pair as well. Um, you know, they fucking what it makes me so mad because this bullpen was so good. And if you had the starting pitching to go with this bullpen, like we'd be sitting here talking about who we buying, man. Like that's yeah. that's what this whole season. I know the offense has been bad the last couple of weeks, but also the pitching. If the pitching had just been consistently good to start the year then the bullpen wouldn't be so fucking taxed like it's been. And then you, 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 you know, you hopefully you can get a bat at the deadline or something and who knows what fucking happens. And 
if yeah, they remember, lose in the division at the end of the year or whatever, whatever. you know what I mean? Like, go ahead. Do you Sorry. remember at the beginning of the year when uh, we were talking about our, our predictions and I had mentioned that the Cubs were a very interesting case study in terms of starting pitching. <laughs> they didn't have a lot of guys who throw real hard. They yeah. had a lot of accuracy guys. I think it's clear that the case study does not work. Um, load, the, load the rotation with as many guys that throw 95 and up and uh, just yeah. roll them out there because that's, I guess, that's that, where baseball uh, is know, now. I th- you can do you can do it with Kyle Hendricks, and that's it, man. I mean, I know Zach Davies hasn't been too but bad. Right. He hasn't been too bad since May 1st. You know, and he's a guy that I also think they should dangle out there. He's an expiring contract. Why as not? much as much I I was hoping that he'd be I guess he I mean since May first, I guess he has been, you know, what I had hoped. Um, but also, you know, stat cast numbers and stuff don't exactly favor him. You know, the Babbit gods have helped him out. They've also hurt him too, so is, I don't know. But you know, do I want Zach Davies and Kyle Hendricks in the same rotation long-term? Probably not. No. So, it, and that's what sucks because, it, you know, he's part of the Darvish trade and you're hoping that maybe he would have been, I don't know, like had that, had his best year of his career. And then, you know, maybe, maybe you can justify, you know, keeping Another him around. Right. But yeah, it just doesn't seem like that's in the works and, that sucks. I don't really know how else to say it, man. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, we the and thankfully the system. There's some guys down there who are freaking throwing heat, and you know we kind of mentioned earlier Justin Steele's the stretch him out in Iowa. Um, you know he's throwing mid 90s fastballs and you know power lefty. You know he was a guy that drafted. Marquez. Yeah, that'll be fun. I, did, I didn't realize that Justin Steele was taken in like the fifth round in like the 2017 mm-hmm. draft or 20. Maybe it was like, maybe it was a little earlier than that. It might've been like 2014 draft. I don't know, but you know, like we've already seen him do well in the bullpen, see him come up here, see what he does, uh, you know, in the second half. And hopefully he's something, someone that you can be like, all right, here's a guy we can throw in the rotation next year and, you know, see if we can build around it. And I hope and pray. I hope and pray because uh, for so long it's been talked about how the Cubs couldn't develop pitching, and that was Theo's big thing and that he couldn't do. And, you know, I, I hope him and Keegan Thompson can, you know, change that narrative. And uh, I don't know. Um, Dope Redbeard just, Red just said Ben Leeper has looked dominant down in Iowa so far. He has, yeah. I think he had like – I'm thinking about I'm thinking about Ryan Jensen now, but I saw uh, there was a story about him out of Iowa uh, that the Des Moines Register wrote about him, about his life and stuff like that. It was really interesting stuff. You have to go find it. But yeah, I mean, he's probably a guy we're going to see in August as well. Um, you know, Corey Abbott pitched tonight. He's been kind of like I haven't been too impressed. I I want to give him some time because that's just how young pitchers go. You know, he wasn't he isn't necessarily a top prospect. He was only he's ranked in the top thirty, but more of a mid in the middle. You know, I think he's ranked number like fifteen or fourteen, something like that. So, you know, I I don't know, but you know, I think that they just got to see what they got out of these guys and. And hopefully we get some at least get some optimism going into next year. That's I think that's the biggest thing, man. I think it'd be funny if 
You, know, you build the first one on position players, and then you build the next one on starting pitching. How funny would that be? It just flips. Yeah. Be well, cool. Brennan Davis hit a homer tonight too, man. Yeah, he a homer. He's, he's, he's going to be a problem. Yeah, and uh, Christopher Morrell or Morell, or I forget how you yeah. pronounce his name. He Morrell. he hit his tenth homer in in Double A tonight. Like, like nobody thought he could hit. Nobody. Yeah. Hit. He's a great no defender, but nobody thought he could hit. Yeah. Um, so you you got those guys, and then. You know, Nico Horner is going to be—he's going to be around. He's going to be like the next, mate. Perhaps you know, if they don't keep Rizzo, maybe perhaps Horner's part of the. Maybe he's the next captain. I don't fucking know. You know what I mean? Um, They're like Starlin Castro. You get good, and you trade him. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps I don't know, man. Uh, you know, but I—they have him. You know. I, I do think Patrick Wisdom is interesting, like an interesting like one or two year bridge guy. Um, you know, we talked about David Bodie, Ian Happ. Like if he doesn't have a big second half, I could see him get, be getting like non-tendered. Um, you know, then after that, it's, you know, Wilson Contreras, if they don't trade him, which I don't think they're going to trade him. But Although you know, catching is in a high demand right now. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of injuries out there. I hate mm. to say it. If it, <laughs> With an extra year on the deal, he's probably one of your most valuable pieces, minus who I don't think they're going to trade, Kyle Hendricks. So yeah. that's that was my next question to you. Who is not available? Um, that's, I mean, there's not many. Yeah. I mean, um, Elzelay, Horner. Yeah, Nico and Alzale probably unavailable. Justin I mean, Steve. the Justin, yeah, Steve. right, yeah, Megan Thompson, yeah. Uh, that's a tough question because I feel like you can justify a lot of guys being traded. Um, Jason Hayward, Jason Hayward. Hayward. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the thing is, is like it's a couple of guys at work today. We were talking about, you know, you could throw Jason Hayward. Like, for instance, if someone wanted Craig Kimbrell so bad, or not Craig Kimbrell, like Andrew Chafin, they needed they, like they needed a left-handed yeah, they, setup guy. And but they didn't want to give up uh, you know, the kind of prospect you could get for Andrew Chafin. Well, then they could justify that by taking the rest of Jason Hayward's contract in him with just, Andrew Chafin. Just Chafin and, like, and Hayward and like a player to be named later. <laughs> and then like, and send back like a mid a mid tier one. Like there's no doubt that that team would win that trade, but at least you wouldn't have Jason Hayward's contract on the payroll anymore. Yeah. I think I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Like I, something like that. Like it just, you think Jason Hayward's contract has finally come back to really bite the Cubs. It really had, it took, it took four or five years, however long it's been, but it finally came back because you look at you, you, you talk about why, why haven't the Ricketts paid for paid to keep Nick Castellanos or, you know, why did we trade you Darvish or, you know, why didn't we pay a couple extra million for Kyle Schwarber or be in on Bryce Harper or be in on Bryce Harper. <laughs> Jason fucking Hayward, man. And I like Jason Hayward. He's a nice guy. He's a he's a he's a fucking great defensive outfielder, fucking gold glove. Like he $184 million speech in game seven. Cool. But 
Yeah, but dude, he hits like the same. Dude, Billy Hamilton's been better with the bat than he has, and he's a better defender. You can't pay that much money to that guy and get the results offensively that you get from freaking Jason Hayward. Right. Garrett from Iowa says, but come on, guys. Hayward has an MLB record broken bats hits and broken bat hits. (laughs) So true. I feel like every hit he's gotten this week has been off a broken bat. He also gave David Ross uh, sweets in 2016 uh, while they were on the road. Um, I also heard that uh, he wears shoes and he's really fun for (laughs) spikes wise and real flashy. Yeah. Fashionista. Yeah, he can go do that anywhere but here. Um, yeah. And, and you know what's funny, man? Like in, when they signed him in 2016, I was like, that ain't the move, man. That ain't the move. You didn't like it? No, no I hated I, it from they, the beginning. They really they really uh, fooled me because I loved it. I remember when it happened, I was like, hell yeah, because he was so good with the Cardinals that previous year, like big contact bat, which is exactly what that team needed. You know, high on base, high contact. Then th- like and perhaps he might might get you fifteen to twenty home runs when he did that like once, I think. Then I he also didn't even was, have a high contact rate. <laughs> I was also really high on Jorge Soler. Yeah, which same. I mean, I thought he's he good was now, be but the he took a lot longer. Right, but yeah. So when they did that, I was like, all right, well then that that's clearly he's odd man out on. If Jorge Soler would have been a good defensive outfielder as well as like to go with the hitting. They would have never considered Jason Hayward. Like no. the whole reason they went and got Jason Hayward was because Kyle Schwarber and Jorge Soler could not play corner outfield. No, that was the would, whole reason. You would have Dexter Fowler running wind, wind sprints out there, <laughs> much like how like Luis Robert has yeah. to do when he was in and left and God knows who is in right for them. Yeah, because <laughs> they're right. yeah brutal. <laughs> yeah. It's brutal. It That's a brutal. brutal defensive outfield. Yeah. And I think that that was maybe even the reason why. I mean, I know Kyle Schwarber misplayed like five balls in that Mets series. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was even one of the more reasons why they went out and paid Jason Hayward. Cause they're like, yeah. all right, well, if I got to hide this guy out here, I can't have that happening in right either. And yeah, but that's, I was really high on Jorge Soler. And then obviously it hurt even more when he goes to the Royals and hits like 50 bombs for right. he's a really good player now, but that, that game that him, he's easier to justify because they're in the wind, the window that they were in at the time. Like you just couldn't afford to have him on your roster when you could no. barely play defense, you know, goes yeah, back to like, game? he would, it they would have held on to him longer if they had the DH. I mean, I genuinely believe that. I, you know, maybe they feel differently about Schwarber too if they have the DH. I don't fucking know. Even though he's hitting bombs and playing in the NL still. So, you know, yeah. whatever. Well, he's hurt now, right? Still hurt? Yeah. We can sit here and just freaking go back and list all the freaking mess ups that the Cubs made uh, that led to this moment. We'll and have it'll plenty just be of time painful. But we have plenty <laughs> of time to do that, man. We're about 50 minutes in. We, I guess we can preview very little on tomorrow's game. Um, Which end that? So. Tomorrow, Kyle Hendricks goes up against Wade LeBlanc. Um, Hendricks ten and four on the season, three three eighty three ERA, seventy nine strikeouts. Wade LeBlanc, he's zero one, the four point two four ERA, fifteen strikeouts. So he's probably only like his first or second start. Probably, definitely not his first start. There's no way that that guy is threw fifteen strikeouts in his first start. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know anything about Wade LeBlanc. All I know is. 
and this is a spin zone. Uh, the Cubs have dominated the Cardinals this year. I've only lost one time. Yadier Molina has like four hits since he blocked me on Instagram against the Cubs. Um, fuck the city of St. Louis. Um, oh, other spin zone. The Cardinals also suck. They're also like eight and a half or nine games back in the division. This could be like the first time in literally forever since both the Cubs and Cardinals are going to sell at the deadline. Um, as much as it sucks right now, man, it's it's kind of nice to see the Cardinals are also sucking. But also in the back of my head, I'm also thinking like, you know that team's going to find a way to get hot in like August and then they'll find the way into it. And Milwaukee's going to get cold. And like, I I, fe- I, I, I don't think it's going to happen because that team's pitching is really bad this year. But you know the history of that franchise. Yeah, yeah, I do. I'm, I'm rooting hard for the Cubs this weekend because I'm actually in the um, – I hope the Cardinals lose for the rest of the year. So Nolan Arenado just goes, yeah, fuck this. I'm out <laughs> um, club, you know, cause he does have his own option, um, mm. which would be nice to have him on the market. Right. If you're truly going to break it down and, you know, I mean, he's, he'd be prototypical. I'd love to see him in a cup uniform, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you would make not having Chris Bryant hurt a lot less. Um, if you basically get, you basically get the same player, except he only plays third base, but he plays an elite defensive third base, and the offensive numbers are essentially the same. Yeah, so, yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, but, yeah, just to preview, yeah, just don't break my heart again so badly. <laughs> you know, I'm, I feel like I'm so numb at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the things that I hoped I wouldn't say, you know, obviously in April it was painful, and I thought maybe there's a possibility we could be here. But May was so fun, and the start of June, you know, right when they swept the the Padres was so cool, too, that, you know, I was like, man, maybe this team is pretty good. And mm-hmm. then June was just brutal, and since then, even the beginning of July, it's been really sad. Um, yeah. But rival game, get up, beat those Redbirds. You know, like I said, there's a lot to play for. You know, you're – I know in a – in a potentially staring down a cell, it's no better game to get back on track or no better series to get back on track than against your, your biggest rival. So come Man. ready to play, you know, enjoy this week or this weekend, because like we said, we, we may be watching some of the last at bats with the core here. You know, it's the trade deadlines drastically approaching. And I know some teams like to get ahead of the trade market and, you know, kind of set the set the market for what things are going to cost. And, yeah, it's distinct possibility that, you know, this front office has made up their mind. And if they get a deal they like, they'll do it earlier rather than later. They're not going to wait. So, yeah, yeah I'd uh, – yeah, beat that stupid city's baseball team, I guess. I, I can't even get mad, you know, because, like, I'm – isn't that bad like usually yeah. i get up for these games and i'm like man yeah that's that's, that's the, the thing is like i've been but getting I'm almost up for, like i've been getting up for cubs games for the last six seven years man and now it's just like like what's the point like why why get up to when you know you're going to be let down like or, at, or at like, least over the last couple years you could like get up and then like you know like either be really happy or be really fucking mad I guess the, in a sense, it's getting to a point where you can't be mad. You're just kind of like, whatever. And I guess in a sense, that's kind of nice because then you don't get mad. But 
I guess for me, I'm just, you know, again, tonight they used Corey Abbott. He didn't really do much. And so that's like, that's what adds on to just like the pain from this game on top of the fact, on top of the fact you're getting shut out at home and you got Bryce Harper freaking hugging Brad Miller, putting on these straw hats on this random ass motherfucker that no one's ever heard of. Um, and the opposing teams dug out and you got, you hear the booze and then you, you, you got, you got everything going on in the media as well. And it's just, it's fucking agonizing, man. Yeah. That blank face on the Cubs dugout today, like I said, on the broadcast was what did it in. Cause it just makes it look like they don't have an answer for it either, which that's, that's a dangerously sad point of your season when even guys like Rizzo and Bryant who have been through the ups and downs of a baseball season together can look mm-hmm. at each other and they don't even know what this is. You know, like that's, I think that's the saddest point of, of your season and of kind of this core when I think much like you staring it down today and kind of realizing, you know, the writing was on the wall. Maybe they did in a little sense too. Cause well, I felt like Rizzo, you know, he's been kind of struggling since the homestand started. I mean, I know he's been struggling overall. He's having his worst season since 2013. But, like, you can just see him and his at-bats. He's pressing a little bit, and he's, like, trying too hard because he doesn't want to accept the fact that the team is headed where it's headed. And I respect that, and I applaud right. it. Like, I applaud it. I, I don't want him to give into it. I actually just feel for him. Like, mm-hmm. I just – I wish that things were different, and I wish that, you know, we could have what we want, and I don't think we're going to get it. So – I don't think so either, but – It's a damn shame. <sighs> yeah. Fly the W <laughs> player, I'll take uh, – I'll take – I'll take uh, my taco dinner I'll have tomorrow. Um, <laughs> that'll be pretty good. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'll I'll take Kyle. I'll take Hendricks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it seems like throughout this whole thing, at least he comes ready to play and has a typical professor start. So if they yeah. could hit the ball, they'll, they'll have a chance to win. But that's been kind of an issue lately. And yeah. I would pick a position player, but who knows if they're going to hold out Chris Bryant for a hamstring or Javi <laughs> for a thumb or I don't know. Anthony Rizzo for I don't know too many Italian meatballs before the game. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, we're we're getting to that point, man. Where yeah, I wonder if they're just going to protect some of their assets with all these yeah you know, hamstring and injuries, yeah. which is real shitty for us too. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, Wade LeBlanc's a left-handed starter, so uh jake marisnik he in 12 at bats he's batting 333 with a homer and two rbis i expect him to be starting in center field tomorrow so i'll take him i guess we still ride with still ride with uh chafin as my as my guy as well but you know whatever of course. what are you gonna do when he gets <laughs> traded is that your is that your team for the future there I'm honestly, yeah, I'll reforming the playoffs. But I, I think also, also like, I, I kind of want to Andrew Schaaf in Jersey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just the, like, like time. <laughs> yeah, like an Andrew Schaaf in like Cubs Jersey. Oh man, I would, I would get like, like in like three or four years, if people saw me rocking that at Wrigley, 
I feel like I would get like I would become like a legend or something. People would like be like, that's a real one. You know what I mean? So funny story about that. I actually ordered a Jody Gathright jersey when they were <laughs> in the playoff run, I think in 2015. Yeah. And he got traded or released three days after I ordered the jersey. And I got mm. an email from uh, MOB.com saying we cannot produce this anymore. I was like, why? I wanted <laughs> so bad to be the guy who had a Jody Gathright jersey because Hell yeah. nobody has a Jody Gathright jersey other than Jody Gathright. So, yeah. Joey Gathright. I feel you. I was feel it Joey you. Gathright or it Jody? Was Joey. It was Joey. Joey. I keep saying yeah. Jody. My bad. Cubs legend. Yeah, he was like super fast, and that was all he was good at. He was. He was right? fast. <laughs> really fast, you know? <laughs> And I was yeah. all for it. No, but you're right yeah. about that. At least Chafin yeah. like contributed. At yeah. Some point. But like, right. Yeah, I was I was all about the the Joey Gathright, uh, or or like a like a Henry Blanco jersey, just the Hank White yeah. fan club, which was yeah, Hell yeah. That, that's a good <laughs> run too, man. <laughs> yeah. This is what these podcasts are going to turn into. Hey, the Cubs yeah. lost. We're going to talk about all the random Cubs. That- <laughs> what what jersey did you spot in the bleachers this weekend, Cody? Uh, well, you know, I saw good old uh, Brant Brown jersey hanging <laughs> out in the left field bleachers. Josh Vitters. <laughs> <laughs> Never oh, made man. it, but uh, no, I yeah. think he did. I think he had a couple of He did. He did. Not and anything just worth really remembering. Sucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh man! All right, yeah. it's it's been an hour. Uh, for everyone who's still listening, thank you for tuning in to Cubs on Tap, the official Cubs podcast of the On Tap Sportsnet Network. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cody On Tap and my guy Juice at Juice On Tap. We're sorry. Uh, we're talking about another loser. It's twelve of thirteen, five and eighteen over or five and eighteen since they swept the Cardinals. There's a lot of pain. We're going to sell everyone. It's not going to be fun. It's going to really, really suck. But Hey, you can still listen to these podcasts and, you know, I feel like it's really, it's really good therapy session. I've been listening to the back whenever I go run in the mornings, Nice. Uh, not not because I like to hear myself talk, but just because like, it honestly helps me kind of get through the the loss the night before. I don't, I don't know how else to say it like that. Like, so yeah, like double down on sadness. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So uh, if you're, if you're having problems like I am with dealing with, you know, this core being done with, go on a run, listen to us, um, go work out, listen to us, whatever. If it's on your commute, listen to us, whatever. Um, we're going to be here recapping every game. We're going to be talking about whatever. And I'm sure whenever the trade goes down for whoever, we'll be here talking about it and venting about how much Jed fucked us and didn't get us the right amount of picks or prospects. So yeah. <laughs> um, I think I summed it all up there, Juice, huh? I think you did, and we'll we'll have the uh, the Cubs memorial um, videos ready to go for that episode too. Oh yeah, get the get the tribute videos out too. Yeah, we'll be. Uh, what's the? I know that Big Cat does like a whole uh, the the Jeff Fisher ones. Are the Jeff Fisher episode. one and the uh, the Kevin White one. Yeah, that was a good one too. <laughs> so we'll have our own, but uh, probably a little bit more done up for uh, Bryant and Rizzo. And God, who yeah. knows? God right. knows who gets traded for the next, you know, which. Uh, yeah. Can't believe we're here. Yeah, I know. All right. Well, uh, Juice, um, this was fun, buddy. Um, but it's been literally, it's been an hour. So yeah, uh, yeah, let's, let's, let's get out of here the only way we know how, man. Let's go, go Cubs. Cubs and fuck the Cardinals. And 
Fuck Satan's.